Ron and Anian. You know those Evan and Costello movies where they're in the haunted house and, and, and Costello's sitting there and he's kind of tiptoeing around and, you know, the audience sees Frankenstein and, and you know, you want Costello to turn around and he's just kind of, and that's me. The car doctor. All of a sudden, Costello woke up and he said, wait a minute, the monster's right behind me. Because right at the moment I see the flame or the smoke coming out of the alternator, I read the part in the recall notice that says, and the alternator's going to catch fire. And I went, Welcome to the radio home of Ron and Anian, the car doctor. Since 1991, this is where car owners the world over turn to for their definitive opinion on automotive repair. If your mechanic's giving you a busy signal, pick up the phone and call in. The garage doors are open. But I am here to take your calls at 855-560-9900. And now, I don't even know what I'm talking about. Here's Ronnie. It's time to start your engines. Hello and welcome. Ron and Annie and the Car Doctor here at 855-560-9900. More information at cardoctorshow.com. Podcasting and all the usual good stuff that you'll find there and everywhere else. Uh, the Car Doctor is just all over the place, expanding. We just pick up another, eh, I can't talk about it yet, but we've got a couple more affiliates coming online in the next two weeks. So uh, we're looking forward to that, to reach out to more people across this great country of ours. And um, the really good news this week is I didn't, I didn't start any more fires this week. Nothing burned down. I survived the week at the shop. The uh, you know the, the the trans is actually out of the suburban. I'm finished painting the floor pan underneath as I'm restoring them because I figured if I got 15 years out of the suburban the first time around, I'm good for another 15 if I do all this right and make some improvements. You, you know what I realized that General Motors does wrong when they install, and a lot of the car companies do this actually. They install these plastic clips that hold the metal lines, like fuel lines, brake lines, um, trans cooler lines. They install these plastic clips, and they put a steel line in the plastic, and then the plastic absorbs the moisture. How come they don't put a dab of grease in that plastic clip, right? I was looking at it. I mean, I, I took apart this, and for those of you who just haven't tuned in recently, I've been, I've been, I'm doing a trans in the Suburban, the, 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 the pampered, always garaged, always maintained 04 Suburban I've had forever that, you know, 56,000 miles it puked the trans. Uh, you know, consequently, we're doing a starter. The starter's got to come out to do the trans. The trans cooler lines are rusting. Let's do trans cooler lines. The trans cooler lines are connected to the radiator and the auxiliary trans cooler. Let's just change that, too, and get it over with. You know, let's just go through the truck and do this once. Everything's 15 years old. So they put the steel line in the plastic clip. You know, that's really bad engineering. That's that's really stupid, all right? And I remember one of the things, and again, we're back to old school stuff, right? What worked from, you know, 40 years ago? Let's continue to do it, okay? And it was a dab of yellow grease. Let's take a, let's take a dab of yellow grease, which, you know, from what I understand, dealer techs just hate to see yellow grease. They know that was an independent repair shop because dealer techs don't seem to use yellow grease. I haven't figured that out why yet. Uh, why out yet? Out why? Yeah, why out? Yeah, one or the other. 220, 221, whatever it takes. And, uh, you know, just put a schmear of yellow grease in there, clip the line into the plastic, and we're going to find out if that's good. You can't make it any worse. Uh, of course, I've painted all the lines with uh, Benjamin Moore Rust-Oleum Low Luster Alkalide. So that'll be the uh, official paint when I die. You can use that to paint my tombstone. It'll last forever. Um, yes, Mr. Ray. Yellow grease, the older grease, doesn't that dissolve plastic? Mm, not that I'm aware of. Hmm. I don't think so. It's it's impervious to everything because if it does, why do we put why do we we used to put a smear of well white grease yellow grease on O rings and things, 
you know, we used to use it as to hold ring, uh, gaskets in place and things like that. So to my knowledge, it's not, it doesn't okay, damage. Because I've, I've always heard uh, to keep petroleum products or, or something based on petroleum away from those things. Or is this grease not based on petroleum? I don't know what it's, you know, Tom, it's an excellent question. I'm going to find out. So 15 years from now, when I take it apart, if the plastic clips are still there, we'll know. Because uh, I'm counting on getting at least another 15 years out of this uh, this vehicle. So it's, um, you know, at the, at the current state. Uh, I figure in about 15 years, I'll have another 15 years, it gives me 30 altogether. I'll have all the bugs worked out of it, and I can go back to General Motors and say, why don't you design it and make it look like this? All right. Um, you know, just because just that's the way it is. Um, I want to talk to you about, I want to have a little heart-to-heart chat, and I know we got somebody on the phone. Let me just get this out of the way first. I want to talk to you about the three hardest things in life. and it's, uh, The three hardest places to walk into is where this where this really starts. I think it's really tough to walk into a doctor's office for the first time. There, there seems to be a lot of confusion in doctor's offices or some of the ones I've been in lately. And it's there's there's always a different routine and always a different set of policies. And you're trying to establish a relationship. I'm not beating up doctors. I'm just saying the process, the, the functionality of into the doctor's office. It's a little intimidating. I think police stations are the same way, right? Who in the room, anybody ever walk into a police station and not feel overwhelmed, right? I mean, Tony, you ever feel overwhelmed when you walk into a police station? And you've done it enough times, too, I'm sure. So hold your votes. So, and then the third place has to be a repair shop. Maybe I'm sensitive to it. I, I don't know. Maybe I'm nuts. A, a potential customer walked into the shop yesterday, Rick. I don't know Rick from Boo, and uh, had a 15-minute conversation with him. You know, you sort of a it's 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 a jousting match, all right? It's a, it's a back and forth. It's you're trying to establish the relationship because I think auto repair, like that one with the doctor, like that one walking into the police station, it it, it tends to be a bit of, a bit of a relationship. And, you know, you're, you're trying to feel your way and figure things out. And, you know, who can you trust and who can't you trust? And um, it's the way society is built today, I think. I really think we as human beings all go through it. I'm also overwhelmed, just for the record. Um, now, there's a subcategory here because I'm overwhelmed walking into delis and bakeries because I can never really decide, you know, what to buy, what to eat. We can tell by your waistline that you're used to going to delis and bakeries. Yeah, but I'm getting schvelt now, you know. By the way, I didn't see you at the gym this morning. I'm secure with myself. Yeah, really. You know, you're happy looking the way you are. I can understand that. Thank you. Um, no problem. Um, but uh, and the gym, the gym was brutal this morning, by the way. Um, so Rick comes in, and his daughter's Volkswagen is overheating. It's a Beetle, and he starts off right off the bat with a conversation about he would like me to just replace the water pump and the tie belt, and I can tell by talking to him that he has done his internet research. And I get it. And, you know, like I told him, you know, the internet has turned everybody into mechanics. Everybody's an internet mechanic. The question is, is the guy you're reading about on the internet, is he an idiot? Or does he really know what he's talking about? And therein, you know, it's it's like the comedians that do the jokes about personality enhancing drugs. But what if you're an idiot and they make you a bigger one? Uh, you know, so it's it's really the truth when it comes down to reading something on the internet and believing it. 
And Rick was very receptive. To his credit, he got it. He, you know, we sat and we had the whole conversation about timing belt and we're going to use Volkswagen parts and the cost factor and, you know, how we're going to try and do things as one because uh, it seems Volkswagen is no different than a lot of the car companies out there. It's everything is plastic. You touch one thing and, you know, it's, it, there's a ripple effect. So you're in there. Do it all. Get it done. Get it over with. And it's got to be hard for him, a guy like Rick. Um, and I said that to him, not just because he happened to walk in as a consumer for the first time, but because Rick used to sell auto parts. And it was interesting to hear. He said, I used to sell auto parts. I sold auto parts for 15 years. And we had the whole conversation. He's a gearhead. He's a car guy. He's got an, a couple of older Mopars from the 70s and the 60s. And it was really funny. He said, the problem... I see in auto repair shops is, and this is how you know I think you make a connection with somebody because they, they kind of, you know, they, they let down their, their, their guard and they start to talk to you heart to heart. He said is, I can't tell you how many repair shops would call us when I was in the parts business and say, do you have a radiator for such and such? And if you said no, they would say, okay, just send me a can of black spray paint. And, and I would a can of black spray paint and some and some sealer and you know he said there's just so much ineptitude and dishonesty and corruption he says i can't find anybody to bring my car to and that's what makes it so hard for somebody like him to walk into a repair shop because he's he's been polluted and that's part of my job my job is to unpollute him um and i will if he comes back i uh you know i gave him the speech you got to give me a year and I think that you, when you walk into a repair shop, you've got to give anybody a year. You can't judge a mechanic by the first experience, by the, well, in the sense that as long as it's a good one, all right? If they fix the car the first time, they deserve a shot at fixing the car the second time, all right? If they fix the car a second time, you know, and so on, all right? Auto repair, unlike baseball, football, and a lot of other sports, is based on the predication that you're always right and you always fix it correctly the first time. You can't lose. There's no losing season in baseball. I know nobody that's going back to a mechanic because, you know, they, they, they only hit the ball three out of ten times. They, you know, out of ten repairs, they only got it right three times. Nobody's going back for that. you got to hit the ball a thousand percent. You've got to be on target each and every time. Where will Rick go? I don't know. I was backed up a week. I can't get to it till a week from Monday. So we'll 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 see what happens. But um, it just made me realize, and I told him I in in no uncertain way. I said, you know, I understand how hard it is to walk into a repair shop. It's listen, it's hard for me to walk into a repair shop. It, you know, I'm out on the road, I get a flat tire somewhere. I'm you know seven hours from home, and I need to go buy a tire, a battery. It's happened. It hasn't happened a lot, but um, yeah, it's tough. Repair shops don't seem to be very friendly places unlike delis and bakeries, which to me are still tough to walk into because there's so many choices. You're like, just give me one. Tony, if you don't shut up, you're not getting a chocolate cookie next week. You're cut off. Okay. See, he won't tell you that part, folks. We found a new deli that Tony likes, and they have these big, giant chocolate sugar cookies. Um, just like him, it's really sweet. So um, anyway, that's our guy, Tony. Uh, maybe we can come back, we'll get a scan tool out of him. I'm Ron Anini in the car doctor, 855-560-9900. When we come back... We're going to open up the phones and go talk to Gloria in Hartford, Connecticut. Stay tuned. Wait, I don't want to talk yet. I like this music. It's Shaft. Right on. 
Can we get a right on, Anthony? No? Can we get a scan for Okay, later. Ron and Amy, the car doctor. And uh, we're back, 855-560-9900. By the way, the whole point of that opening conversation is it's about the relationship. And you got to have a relationship with a mechanic like you have to have it with a doctor and you know, maybe sometimes you got to have a relationship with the cops, too, in that sense. And, 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 and actually, you do. I take that back. You do have to have a relationship with the cops because you got to, um, you got to, you know, you got to take care of the cops and talk to them and they'll talk to you and everybody gets along. That's part of life. Um, anyway, Gloria, Hartford, Connecticut. I'm going to stop being Father Ron and go back to being the car doctor. How can I help you? Hi, Ron. Do you recommend Angie's List for mechanics? Um. I, you know, it, it, that's a hard call, Gloria. We're on mm-hmm. Angie's list. I know other guys that are on Angie's list. I think I still think the best way to find a mechanic is word of mouth. But well, and I take that back. I think it depends on what you're looking for. You know, what is you know what do you look for in a mechanic? You know, people usually give me, and I always ask that question. People will say, "Well, I want it fixed right," and then somewhere along the way price comes into it because i get it you know what some people like a mcdonald's hamburger some people like a steakhouse hamburger some people like a diner hamburger there's different tastes and that's okay there's different there's different levels and there's a different budgets and all that makes sense uh, you know i i think the number one factor with with mechanics that people are really looking for is honesty and and, and ability and yeah but honesty is hard to judge you know i mean you, you you're not talking to a psychiatrist, you know what I mean? So right. what you want is somebody who is going to do your job right. Well, and, and I, I think a some... fair price. Give you a fair price and not be poking around with, well, they tell you pretty much what their prices are, you know, right on a list usually in the mechanic's office. They'll tell you that what the cost is for certain things. Yeah. That's nice. That's well, nice so know. wait a minute. Let's have that conversation. So what's a fair price? Define a fair price. Four-wheel brakes on something. Mm-hmm. You know, for, I don't know it'll say it'll tell you that they get so much an hour, right? And brakes are so many hours, you know, and and so you get some feel before you get the bill of what it's going to cost you. And I like that, you know, particularly coming from a senior citizen. And you know, I I, I, I can see that that makes that makes sense to me. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. what happens though when that first time mechanic? Here I'll tell you a story. I'll I'll tell you I'll tell you a really good story. This week, we had a, he's probably a 20-year customer, uh, maybe 25, a Toyota Camry. It needed an alternator. And, you know, it was diagnosed. The battery was going dead. The lights were getting dim. And we checked the charging system, and the alternator had low output. We have to put an alternator in the car. Okay. Oh. To put an alternator in a Camry, it's a little bit involved. The, the, the bumper's got to get moved. The radiator's got to come out. The, you know, that corner of the car's got to come apart. So, you know, let's not start it today. Let's start it tomorrow. He brings it back the next day. We have the alternator in stock. We start it. We ordered. We have it in, on the shelf. We um, start on it early in the day and, and finish it. And when we're done, the car has this weird vibration not a vibration but like a rattling noise and i said gee where the heck did that come from and i dig into it a little deeper and on a hunch i grab the water pump pulley and it rocks it moves back and forth it's not terribly worn but it's worn it's going to need a water pump v6 camry so the moral to the story is or the question becomes did we do anything wrong we put an alternator in the car we diagnosed a bad alternator and there's 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 no way on God's green earth I can possibly twist every water pump pulley every time I check an alternator to see if it's good or bad, you know, until it either kicks its head up or, you know, it, it, it it's I'm in the job. 
Now, you know, Harvey was a regular customer. He gets it. He says, you know what, I'll come back in a couple of weeks. We'll do the water pump. But imagine if that was a first-time customer, you know, oh and, 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 and that's a problem. And, and that's Yeah, what, no, my, my mind would go toward, you'll find me more work right. to do on my car. Right. And, and I've got to tell you, I understand that. I understand why the first-time customer would think like that. I've also got to tell you they're wrong. All right, because I didn't I didn't break that water pump as the mechanic. I I found it. I found it at that point in the process. But if 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 we were going by the book, nowhere nowhere in the in in the in the textbook explanation of diagnosing a bad alternator does it say check the water pump see if it's bad. It's 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 just an occurrence. And and I think you know it comes down to this. I think auto repair now and ever so much more in the future as it always has been is going to be that relationship thing so and gloria i get what you're saying all right it's 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 a budget thing it's a cost thing it's a you know it's unfortunate now if that happens every time then something's wrong it's gonna but it's gonna happen once in a while that's gonna happen once in a while there's gonna be a bump in the road but Uh, when you involve the customer you make a call to them and say, look, we found something else. Right. Okay, or this thing is rocking and it's not anything that we created or or we upset in the right. car. It's just you know? part, So it's that's just... it. You involve them every step of the way. So, I mean, you soothe them into <laughs> another repair, you know? Well, and <clears throat> listen, let's, let's say it went the other way, all right? And it does. And people have short-term memory. I've I've learned that, mm-hmm. all right? Where you'll, I, I you'll you'll look at the car for the bad alternator and everything tells you it's a bad alternator and you'll go to unplug the alternator and you'll find wow, look at that. The wire's broken in the connector. And hey, you know what, Gloria, all I got to do is fix this connector. It's going to take an hour instead of $900. And Gloria is all excited. Hey, this is great. But Gloria doesn't not you, but you get the point. Gloria may not remember that six months later when I find the bad water pump on the next job. Hey, Gloria, don't go away. We didn't get to your question yet, uh, but we will, I promise. I'm, I'm enjoying this. Good call. Uh, 855-560-9900. Ron Anini, the car doctor, and Gloria. We'll both be back right after this. right if you call and we're not live you can leave a message and we'll call you back to get you on the air with ron 855-560-9900 speaking of ron here he is welcome back ron and the car doctor 855-560-9900 if you need me during the week by the way ron at cardoctorshow.com glory you're still there i'm still here and i have a 2000 toyota solero four cylinder 156,000 miles. Just broken and in. And I can't... What? Just broken in. <laughs> just broken in? I thought you said... I just heard just broken. No. Well, no. you know what? When I pump gas, it clicks off all the time. I, like, spend days trying to get $15 worth of gas in my car. I get frustrated, and I just leave the gas station. You know, so I. it's been diagnosed maybe it could be spiders. This was uh, from the dealer. And I, I walked away with $200 bill, but no uh, answer. Okay. So other people say it could be a crimped wire, but I cannot 
pull the nozzle. I have to hold it very loosely right. and let gas go in and then pull it out a lot. So. Okay, let me let me ask you a question, and and this is no this is not meant to be an insult. Do you remember the days when you'd open a soda can with a can opener and you had to open up both sides, right? You'd have to you'd have to open up one side to pour the soda and open up the other side. If you don't didn't open up the other side, the soda didn't pour out of the can, right? Oh, I don't recall that, but that's okay. I, I remember that. Geez, I remember that. That was like <laughs> well, his, I think feel, I'm older than you. Feels like yesterday. Yeah, you don't remember that? You know. Well, I heard I, see, I heard senior that. citizen before, so I assumed. I apologize. Um, yeah. But yeah, the idea about equal pressure. So, gas tanks oh. and gas cans are, are really the same way. When when you're putting fuel in the tank, you know you're 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 building pressure in a closed container so they have to have a way to vent that they have to have a way to let the pressure out of the tank to put it somewhere so that you can displace the fumes with fuel right makes sense yes so that you know there's a couple of things involved here there's a vent line which is a vent it's it's imagine the dryer in your house if it didn't have a vent hose on it where would the hot air go? It would build up enough pressure and enough heat, and eventually it'd be a problem. So they put a vent hose on the gas tank to take the fumes and allow them to be pushed into a charcoal canister for storage. Ah, that's been brought up, yes. Okay. So one of the things we would do to diagnose this is, is find the vent line, which is either going to be on top of the tank, it might have access there, um, around the tank area, or at the top of the filler neck, and just disconnect it. Go to the gas station. Try and put gas mm-hmm. in it. Mm-hmm. If if you can put gas in it, the problem is in the vent hose down, either in the canister, the vent hose, the vent. All right, but at least it's on that side of the system. If you still can't put fuel in it, then there's probably a problem with the filler neck itself. The filler necks on a lot of cars, and yours is no exception, are... They're 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 two piece. There's an inner and an outer sleeve on a lot of the cars today, and what'll happen is the inner sleeve has a clamp where it goes to the neck, and that clamp comes loose and the inner hose falls off. You can still put fuel in the tank, but this this inner sleeve being displaced now creates pressure and it causes the pump to click off on a repeated basis. Click 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 click. Uh, you know, and it won't allow you to put fuel in the tank, but it's just a simple process. It's not that difficult to really resolve. You know, they've just got to they've just got to understand that it. it all comes back to the basics of, you know, pressure in, pressure out. It's got to go somewhere. So where's it getting stuck that it's kicking off the hose like that? Okay, and and would that require that it be put up on a lift, or could they do it while it's? No, they need to put it. They need to put it up on a lift. Oh, they, I see. They would need to put it up on a lift, and they, they need some time okay. with it. Obviously, you know, I would make an appointment with a mechanic, take it to him with a quarter tank of fuel for a couple of reasons. Number one, he's going to have to put some fuel in it during the process. And number two, if if for some reason there's a problem internally in the tank, and that could come up, if he's got to take the tank out, obviously easier with less fuel in it than more. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. All right. And if, okay, if, if, yes. if, if the mechanic wants to reference this conversation, if you want to give him, you know, you can tell him that you were on the car doctor on Saturday, whatever. What's today? Today's 17th. Yeah. On Saturday, a, yeah. On, on Saturday, 217. Uh, this will be up on our website under podcasts, you know, when the live broadcast goes to podcast. And um, you were an hour one down around the bottom of the hour and they could actually listen to it and take it. And, uh, you know, we never th- in all the years I'm on radio, I never thought of doing that. And lately people are telling me, hey, I took my segment. I played it for my mechanic and he knew what to do. So, um, yeah, you know, if, if, if that helps, I'm glad to do it. All right. 
Oh, all right. And I'm going to leave you with a question, and I'm going to get off the line. Okay. Do you feel that women are taken advantage of more than men? Yes. As when they walk yes. into a mechanic? Yes, absolutely. Okay, there's the answer. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely, um, and, and, but I'll tell and I you think this: we need we need classes now. Absolutely. Now, I, I, but I'll tell you this, Gloria. Now, wait, I'll tell you this: um, one of the one of the things I found in my twenty seven years on radio and my forty three years of fixing cars. Don't tell the guys this; it's easier talking them. It's easier talking to women, mm-hmm. and 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 I don't know why women women seem to listen better. I'm not sure why. I'm not sure if that's maybe I'm. Maybe I'm looking at it wrong. You know, I raised three daughters, and I'm still married after 30-something years. Um, so I've, I've learned to, you know, listen to women and hear what they've got to say, and it, it's, it's a better connection. Again, it's the relationship thing. But, yeah, I think women are yeah. intimidated. I think, I think women have a harder time in the, in the doctor's office, and I think they have a harder time in the police station, for sure. I think, uh-huh. um, I think they, they kind of get pushed around a little bit. So you've got to, you know, you've got you to worry about them. You've got to take care of them. So, okay, all right. we have to start a Me Too mechanic movement. Yep. Okay. So, a Me Too right, mechanic thank you. movement. Thank you. Let's let I like else that. <laughs> thank you, Gloria. You have a good bye, afternoon. Bye, honey. Bye, Rob. Bye, bye. So, how sweet, right? Can we do that? Can we have a Me Too mechanic movement? Uh, my mechanic, my my mechanic didn't fix my car right. Boy, you talk about sexual harassment. That list would probably go further out down the line. Um, I wonder which is more. So let's pull over and take a pause real quick. 855-560-9900. Ron and Andy, the car doctor, coming right back. Don't go away. Welcome back. Ron and Andy, the car doctor. Yeah, Tony, listen, you have to push that little button. Hang on a minute, folks. i got to help Tony here. you got to push that little button so the red light lights up. It was an honest mistake. I'm human. Uh, uh, there okay? you go. I knew I could get you to talk yeah, on just air remember, today. Just you know, remember, you, you know, in a couple of years on the self-driving cars, you know, things happen, okay? Right. Well, I This is human that. error. Listen, I knew I could get you to talk on air today. You know, all I can the, probably figure out how to program it, so you better be nice to Tony. Nobody wants to talk to you. Get her back. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> so, and how was your week this week, Anthony? It was fine. Yeah. It was fine. Yeah. Always a pleasure to see you. It's good to be seen. Yeah. Well, that's absolutely true. Yes. So are you ready to take the next call yes we're gonna take jim from um virginia oh there you go well you know you keep it can, can we get a little more can you put a little more liveliness into you good try that again next. now the next call is online to jim from, from virginia okay there we go let's go to jim from virginia i like that needs a little work jim welcome to the car doctor sir how can i help uh thank you very much um okay. i have a 1997 camaro z28 it's a 30th anniversary edition automatic. Okay. Um, and what has happened is I don't drive it very much anymore, um, trying to keep the miles off of it. I pulled it out, and when I went to start it, the battery wasn't dead, but it was low. But after three or four cranks, it fired right up. All my dash lights came on. I pulled it out, let it run 15 minutes, turned it off, turned it back on. All the lights went off. I thought, great, everything's good. I've had it since 2009, never had any problems. Uh, the battery is about a year and a half old. Um, so as it's out there idling, the temperature starts going up, and the temperature has never gone up over 180 here in Virginia. In South Carolina, one time it went to 195, but it's 102 degrees outside. So I take it to the mechanic. We put a radiator cap. 
new fluid, thermostat in it, and a cooling temperature switch. Okay. Um, cooling temperature switch. So cooling temperature switch for the what fans. Cooling fan number one, which is the running fan. Right. Fan two and three are the air conditioning fans. Which, if you turn the air conditioning on, it drops straight down to 180 again and stays there. Okay. So Chevrolet dealer and Chevrolet company cannot tell me when the fan is supposed to cut on and off. My mechanic puts it on the computer and it. It's cutting on at 239 and cutting off at 226. This thing's got aluminum heads from the factory. It's never run that hot. I've disconnected the battery for the positive for a day, put a little charge on the battery. It's still doing the same thing. I'm at wit's end. Um, let, me, let me ask you this, Jim. Any, any signs of air in the cooling system? Um, no, sir. We actually checked for that. Uh, we put the we took the uh, radiator cap off and let it run a good while. Um, I've also replaced all the relays for the fans. So, you know, I'm, and my mechanic says, you know, maybe something's hit your computer when it went down, Jim. But I didn't jump start it. So he does. He's a good mechanic. He doesn't want to throw parts at it. Yeah, no, I get that. And I, I've got to tell you that um, uh, two thirty nine just sounds way too high. Uh, the switch that you changed is the switch that you changed is you changed the switch for the fan itself. Well, it's a cooling temperature sensor. It's a two. It's a two two pin switch. Um, that has like a heat sink looking thing where it screws down into the engine, I guess. He did that for me, so I, I wasn't there when he replaced it. Uh, he was just searching. He thought, you know, that was an easy, inexpensive thing we could throw at it. Okay. Um, so let me ask you this. Do you still have the old one? I do. Why? Um, well, because what I'm going to get to is I want to talk about brand. The brand that you got, GM doesn't make that part anymore, do they? No, it was a Napa. Okay. And I'm not picking on Napa, but I'm just, 239 is too high. All right? That sensor yeah. should have, what color wires does it have going to it? A, a yellow and two blacks? Uh, no, or no, a yellow a and a black. Pins. It'll be a yellow it's and a, a black. I think so, but I'm not here at the car right now. It's down in the garage. And like I say, I don't even know where this cooling sensor was on the car on the water pump uh possibly okay you know it's let's let's do this logically all right let's 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 do this as scientifically as we can uh my wife had this same motor we had a 94 chevy wagon same thing uh a, a 57p motor uh this should be a p motor correct tune port is a tune port car um, it, whatever's in a 97. Two uh, port injection, right? This has eight fuel injectors? Uh, yes, yes. Yeah, okay. The next year they went to the LS1. Right. This is a tuned port car. So, you know, first thing we want to do is make sure we've got no air in the system. We want to bleed it. 
All right. Just just okay. just just to have that conversation. OK. Uh, number two, when he did the thermostat, if I'm not mistaken, there should be a piddle valve on the thermostat. Make sure the piddle valve is in the right position uh, just so that it can burp any air until the thermostat opens all the way. As the thermostat opens, is there a point before the 239? Are we feeling radiator hoses? Is one hot, one warm? Or are they both is one really hot and one stone cold? Do you know what the hose temperature is? Uh, I don't, but we did grab both the, the both the hoses, and I believe they were warm. Okay, so we've got circulation. Ooh, I'll tell you what, Jim, sit tight a minute. I've got to pull over and take a pause before I run into trouble with Tony, and uh, Tony's bigger than me, so I have to listen to him today. Um, stay right where you are, babe. I'll be right back to you. I'm running in the car, Doctor. We're coming back right after this. Welcome back. Running in the car, Doctor. Let's be quick. Jim, you're still there. Yes, sir. There are how many fans on this car? Two or three? Three fans. Okay. Two of them are side-by-side, side and one of them is in front of the radiator? Yes. Okay. The two that are side-by-side, because side, I thought about what you said, the two that are side-by-side, side, do they come on together when they do come on? They do. Okay. And that's the way it's supposed to be. When they're in low speed, they should come on together, but 239 is too high. All right. Absolutely. If 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 I remember correctly, and I'm going back a few years, I believe the spec was was 227, 228, because I always remember thinking that was too high. Um, and it's going to sound silly, but the reason I remember 228 was remember the TV show Room 228. Um, I do. Back a million years ago, and it just I always think of it as oh yeah, it's Room 228. It's one of those cars. A uh, little word association, but that's how I remember it. I think 227, 228 is where. So for some reason, those fans are coming on 12, 13 degrees higher than what they should be. And and yes, I, and it's just the, the the fan one is the only one that's not coming on when it should because when I turn the air conditioning on, the other two are air conditioning fans from what I understand. Right. And it will bring it straight down to one eighty again. Right. But the but but so well let me just tell you let me tell you, say it like this. Fans one and two should come on low speed somewhere around two twenty seven it was room two twenty seven. Whatever. Uh two twenty seven, two twenty eight. All right. And okay. the, the fact that they're the fact that now what, at two thirty nine are they both coming on? Um, from the way I remember it, fan one is the one that's coming on. Okay, well, th until I turn the air conditioning on, and then two and three come on. Then that's a problem right there. All right, my understanding, my memory is, and I could go do some research. And you could email me, and I'll be glad to send you what I find. But my memory is two uh, fans one and two run together low speed at two twenty seven, two hundred twenty eight degrees. So if the fans if the fans aren't coming on till two thirty nine, if that one fan is coming on, that sounds like is that fan really spinning fast at two thirty nine? No. I'm wondering if that fan is coming on at high speed. I think high speed is 239. I'm wondering if you don't have a low speed control here. I'm wondering if your fans aren't operating at low speed. Because in low speed, they both come on. In high speed, the one comes on. If I, if I remember this correctly. Jim, you got a pencil real quick? Send me an email. Ron at cardoctorshow.com. Ron at cardoctorshow.com. Give me the VIN. I'll get you some information. I'm running in the car doctor. Good mechanics aren't expensive. They're priceless. See ya.